people about that yeah to, to adjust their knobs don't adjust their knobs don't mess with it then how Just many like years learn by now space years or american years B movie years we have a new year calendar yeah, I think the movie years are only like six months. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I think so. Oh, man. The funny thing about that, I know we, we just talked over the entire intro, but um, your reasoning behind six months and B-movie years just made sense in my mind. See? <laughs> that's, like, that's the shelf life of a B-movie. Until it becomes so. like B cent B movie centuries, and you're like, oh, that movie is forever. Well, yeah, um, it stands the, the the test of time. Is that right? The test of B movie time. Yes. Oh man, Ryan! Peter. Happy New Year! Happy 2024! It has been three long weeks. Uh, we had birthdays, Christmas and sicknesses and uh life you know like whenever you don't get us for a couple weeks just no fans we're still here and life happens and fucking deal with it we really should just like maybe around the holidays we should just like hey let's take a little hiatus and we'll come back in the new year no no we like to keep our listeners in suspense yeah yeah because you know three weeks in b movie time could be like uh uh, rider strike it could be like 48 days we True. don't know we yeah. don't know we don't know how long these illnesses will take <laughs> oh, all i know man. is um the world's population has been ransacked by an illness probably from children i feel like children just have these illnesses at all times um it's true i think that's where mine came from yeah and i think that's where mine came from um it's just she- it's fine you know I just you get you yours know, right I, after Christmas, or when did you get it? Yeah, it was a little bit right after Christmas. I mean, it's been a little long lingering one, just like a little, like, um, kind of stuffiness, a little mucusy, phlegmy, and then like a little just kind of, <sighs> yeah. And yeah. then, like, today I took a long nap and I was like, I don't know if I can ever recover from this. And, um, just been kind of slow this evening. Um, oh, at least you got a nap. I don't, no more naps. I don't get, naps. oh, I, dude, you got to just call them siestas and, you, and you're the HR guy at your work. So you got to build them in the schedule. <laughs> it's a, it's a concern. We got to take siestas now. Yeah. It's 2024 like it. guys. We need 20 minutes of siesta time. That's right. <laughs> well, Ryan, this is, this is what I did on my hiatus time I, I put up some shelves in the basement in the they studio fantastic. I I like, studio yeah yeah brother they look good um i like the batman grappler thing where'd you get that oh you know comic-con wife broke it <laughs> so we had to buy it <laughs> oh, those man. are the handcuffs those are the handcuffs which i wish you know 
We never called that guy or, or texted him to be on the podcast. We're really bad at following up with people. But Paragon FX Group, they do make some good stuff. But if I had to say something, like, you got to make, like, a special, like, box. You know, like, the box needs to be a display, right? Like, I want to see the cuffs. But I can't really do that and have the cool Batman uh, symbol in the background uh, with their current box design so if paragon if you could work on that i'd appreciate it you bring up a very good point about collectibles the dis- displaying the box matters um yeah well like, you know i'm looking see look at, i got i got quint from jaws right in a nice yeah. box i can see through it and it just see just chills up there and i got you can't you don't see it on the other side but i got uh Race dance there again in a box. I can see it. It's it's great. It's and it stands up on its own. That's what you need. So mm-hmm. um, again, Paragon, best <laughs> <laughs> friends, please work on your boxes. Come on, you gotta like make that, it so they, you can display them. I look at NECA toys and I'm looking at my Ninja Turtle ones and yeah, they look like the movie covers acceptable, but any other toy like where they have a flap and they have all this cover art and all kinds of stuff. And it's like, no, like have the flap, like hide behind in case I wanted to, so I could display my figure. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's a what? 2024. Someone just knocked my mic that someone was me, but um, <laughs> it's just, uh, no, I've been watching a lot of collectible stuff and, and the box matters. The box totally matters. It does. And that's why the, you cannot bend that like, thing down right you can't do that that ruins it so oh hey, man we got a lot to talk about and first and foremost um we do this every year we always uh rush into january because it's the most special month out of the year because uh it's nick cage month Woo! and Woo! your birthday and my birthday is on saturday saturday it's gonna be a good day i need to rest up a couple days so i can go out and be fine and have fun. Otherwise I'm going to be going out spreading all these germs. So yeah. look out Broadway. Look out. Might take a little siesta wherever you're at. Oh dude, if they had siesta rooms at bars, that'd be the coolest thing. I think remember that's frowned upon. You cannot sleep at bars. <laughs> it keeps you, you out. The time? I no, I think it's more probably like a, a concern, right? If someone's yeah. falling asleep at the bar, you're a little concerned that there might be some issues. So I that think is not we, a. Hmm? I think we've been out. Who who was it that was like falling asleep? Oh, we've had that a few times, and we you know we get kicked out at that point. I know sometimes when I I get to that point and I'm falling asleep, like. I, I feel this sudden rush from all my friends and they're like, we got to go. Mm. And like, I'm just like, I'm just tired. You know, <laughs> I'm just tired. I just want a little <laughs> siesta so I can perk back up and party. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, just a little bit more time and you should be okay. But yeah, dude, I, I swear I've probably been there where I wasn't even drunk and I wanted to take a siesta and I put my head down and probably got in trouble. You know, I don't like that. You know, you just, you got to mind your P's and Q's. You learn it as you get older. Uh, once you don't, you know, everything's frowned upon. You know, you can't go behind the bar and start pouring your own drinks. Frowned mm-hmm. upon. You can't go steal a broomstick and swing it around like your gambit or Donatello. 
It's frowned upon. Like, I mean, you do it outside all day, all night long. <laughs> you can't yell at the jukebox to play your favorite song from your favorite band um, because it's out of service. Frowned upon. Well, I mean, no one stopped us from doing that. <laughs> they just didn't activate it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. Uh, I, I um, got I got a quick question, though. Hold on. God damn it. <laughs> How? Why? I have so many questions! Bum, bum, bum. Okay, proceed. What What are the P's and the Q's? <laughs> That you're minding? <laughs> I don't know. See? I don't know either. What is P and Q? Mind your P's and Q's. Oh. that's That doesn't even make sense. It just says, mind your P's and Q's in the English language expression, mind your manners, mind your language, be on your best behavior, or watch what you're doing. But it doesn't say what P and Q stands for? I was trying to think, like... Um, one suggests P's and Q's is short for pleases and thank you's. Oh, okay. All right. Q's is thank you's is the Q's? Thank you's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, it rhymes, but really. In the 17th century, bartenders would keep watch over their pints and quarts consumed by their patrons. Ooh, I like that better. Mind, mind your pints and quarts. <laughs> uh, that makes the most sense to me. And in context to what we were just talking about. Yeah, it really makes sense. You, you better watch your pints and quarts. <laughs> hey, you don't tell me to watch my pints and quarts. You mind your pints and quarts. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, I'm going to do that something. Saturday. I'm going to find a bartender and be like, hey, you mind your pints and quarts. Right, buddy? <laughs> By the way, give me a pint. <laughs> get around around the courts for everybody else. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. The more you know what B that's movies right. are done already. Right. We're kicking off the new year strong. We found out what P's and Q's is. Please and thank yous is dumb. We're not excited. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't like that one. So, but what's the real quick question, bro? I was deciding if I really wanted to. Uh, talk about this because this is kind of like an inside thing but barstool put this out and um, <laughs> oh, i better i'm gonna hide um, our thing barstool sports uh they have so barstool will do like a tiered list team one team two team three and they'll just like do the most random things out there some of them might be hot sauces some of them might be types of backpacks i don't know um but today uh january 3rd their tiered list was the hottest female animated characters. Now, mm-hmm. for the people who are listening, I'm going to do a quick rundown on this list. Team one consists of Harley so this, Quinn. Hmm? Did yeah, you mention ahead. this is on their their Instagram? This is where we found this. We're pulling yeah, this up to- on our YouTube channel at B Movies Beyond. You can see it there. Mm-hmm. And also, Ryan will give you the audio rundown. And, well, do I need to? Maybe we just pick the ones that we like. Maybe we could just put so. this we'll, in our we'll talk, story. I mean, there's all the classics of the animated f- females, which I, I uh, even some surprise ones like Green M M&M, and I was kind of shocked by <laughs> <laughs> that didn't stand out to me. But there's also some that I just don't even know. Like who's Chrome? Or is that don't Pat- know? Is or- that from a? 
Is that from like a Star Wars Padme and Team One? That is Padme. Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I was reading it as Prom. Prom. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know who Prom. Like, is. I don't know who Shigo is. Um, I don't know who Lena Lockhart is. She looks like she's from Family Guy or American Dad. Um, yeah. The one underneath her is an ostrich, I believe. Oh, that's the. I think that's the um, the feather duster from uh, Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay. I mean, if you want to be tickled, Ryan, come on. It's the perfect <laughs> Hey, it's either that or a green M&M. I do um, feel like Team 5, and I also don't know why they did teams with this. Is uh, I'm not really sure, but like Team 5 really seems like a hodgepodge of, uh, you know, kind of like the, the – it's, it's the rest, right? It's the rest category. Yeah, yeah. Although it starts off with Laura Croft, and let's not kid ourselves. Roxanne and Goof Troop. When you were a kid, you're like, man, if I was Max, I would totally go for that. I know. Well, that was the weird thing because you have in this. This is animated. You got Lola Bunny and and Roxanne and some other, well, a feather duster, <laughs> like not not humans and a fish. In a fish, yes, from Lola, right? Lola from Shark Tale, which that was um, too. A fish, t- yeah, Shark Tale, yeah, yeah. But I just watched Goof Troop, or not a Goof Troop, but a, a Goofy movie, uh, like a week or two ago, and I was remembering, like, oh man, I had a crush on Roxanne, and like, why am I having a weird crush on this dog girl? <laughs> Oh, but, dude, I was watching Chip and Dale the other day, and I thought the same thing with uh, Gadget. Oh, Gadget, like, yeah. yeah. Why isn't Gadget on here? Right? It's just, just Take out the fish or the feather duster. Or the feather duster. <laughs> or a green M&M. Man, think about it. That green M&M has caused so much controversy in the past couple of years. Maybe that's why it's on there. Yeah, like, I'm remember they... The green M&M, actually. <laughs> they made the green M&M, like, change its boots for some dumb reason. Because it was oh. sexualizing the piece of candy. Well, it's the same thing with Lola Bunny, right? The 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 second Space Jam was like they had to like, you know, butcher up basically. <laughs> well, true. Well, yeah, we had a whole episode on that. Remember? Yeah. Was it yeah. the green M M&M and M in that one too? Um, I mean, we probably talked about that. Yeah, but and Laura Croft, right? She's gone through changes too. I think. Uh, Daphne has as well. Um, yeah, it's it's well, they just restylize her, but uh, um, okay, the list has animated characters, they're animated, I get it, but it's fun to talk about because when you were a kid, you thought about this stuff, and now you look at like memes and stuff and what the kids are thinking about now. But this is our generation in our group chat, uh, the general. Consensus was Team Four, which consists of Jasmine, Belle, Megan, or Megara, Meg from uh, Hercules, Disney's Hercules, yep. Anastasia from what is she from? Anastasia. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a movie. Uh huh. It's pretty good. And then April O'Neil. Um, Peter, do you agree with number four? Because that was my pick. That was uh, Aaron, Sergio, and. We didn't really get a team from Nikki, did we? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if we got a team. I see. I didn't realize there was teams at first because 
it just says the highest female animated characters. And then I saw the teams afterwards. So I asked my wife, Danielle, like what was her favorite, which we'll get into that maybe next. But yeah, I think team four is probably overall the best one there. I, you know, the, human. yeah, <laughs> the, the runner up <laughs> is, uh, I, I don't, I think I might have to go with team one for a runner up personally, because again, they're all human. That one is a little bit more crazy, but I like that. I fair. Um, my, my runner up was team two minus the fish. Yeah. The fish throws me off, but yeah, you're right. Team two is pretty good. I mean, but you guys say the same thing about team three. I don't know, man. This is well, each yeah. one has some good ones. Again, except for team five is a hodgepodge, but but they got um, Warcraft and Roxanne. That was like a goofy movie and video games. The other ones are just like Lorraine Lumpkin from The Simpsons. Oh, wasn't that a really like risque episode? Whoa. Wasn't she flirting with Homer? Oh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was that episode. So these are sultry women, especially Elastigirl. Yeah. I love I love like the the group chat was picking them all, and then finally it was like and then there's Elastigirl. <laughs> Disney Pixar knew what the hell they were doing with that character. They knew. Hey, we'll make her a mom, but we're going to make her like a mom bod, but we're going to make her like not a typical mom bod, a sexy mom bod. And we have that with uh, an Incredibles character. Yes. Overall, this is a weird list. And I can't believe we just spent like two hours debating over it. And we're not done. I mean, we're, we're not, but okay. So let's, we did our team. I think we are consent consensus is team four. What about just overall? Who is the top one for you? Since it's animated, Jessica rabbit. Oh, that's what Danielle picked as well. Yep. Jessica rabbit like was worlds beyond animated characters and Roger rabbit the animators were like, we have to make an animated character sexy. That was their entire goal. These other characters are just, they just drew them. They're characters. They're not meant to be sexy. Jessica rabbit was meant to be an animated sex idol. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, well, well, the bunny was also that I would say in the first one, but like Jessica rabbit, like there's just no way like if somehow they come up with like, hey, we're gonna do a Roger Rabbit too. Like, I feel like she wouldn't be in it, or again, they would have to change how she looks. There's just no way they would do that again, which is really a shame. That's a good point. Could they make a Roger Rabbit two right now? Again, not not with probably Jessica Rabbit. That's for sure. I don't think they can because, like I said, um, I watched Chippendale over this break, and that's as close to Roger Rabbit as this generation is probably gonna get. Yep, and there wasn't any overly sexy <laughs> animated characters in there, was there? Nope, not a single one. I can't even remember a female character in that. I, you know what? I was kind of surprised. Like, where's like, like She-Ra? You know, weren't some of those girls kind of animated girls? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we just listed two: She-Ra, um, Gadget. Um, yeah, I also. Luann from King of the Hill popped in my head too. <laughs> That's interesting because she's 
you know, Luann in real life would be a banger. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, if you live down in Arlington, Texas, and you were down at a bar and you saw Luann walk in, you're like, I'm going to go buy that girl a shot. It's probably a Yellowstone episode that I've watched. Yeah. Who's yours, Peter? Overall. I, um, I just Googled hot female cartoons and now I just get all these weird pictures. So I... You know, if you're into that, I guess you could click on it. But why do you think it took me a moment to find and post this photo? I didn't want to Google that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Mine, you know what? Oh, dude. I don't know. I think I'm just going to go with the weird one because in the one that just first popped in my head and probably like my first like childhood crush and and i'll be do the the weird you know dog girl roxanne <laughs> weird dog girl peter like she, she was just so <laughs> cute in it and and i was like oh man i i want to be max so badly i remember after that movie you know how he has like that like t-shirt with the hood thing yep right like I found one of those like somewhere I made my parents like buy it for me. And I think I wore that like every single day and like I needed baggy pants. Like I wanted to be him so badly. So you I'll put go black makeup over your nose. So you look like a <laughs> and wore gloves, white gloves. <laughs> uh, do, okay. It's not weird, Peter, because a goofy movie really nailed the adolescence from going from a kid to a teenager. Yes. Without being weird and awkward. Like they did it with cartoon characters, favorite Disney cartoon characters. Like they made goofy cool and it's a goofy movie. It's not a anybody else. And it was about his son growing up and, and uh, I think they did a fan. Goofy movie is a timeless movie, man. Yeah. So I agree. Uh, before we move on, is there anyone that you think was left out that should have been added? Um, no, but I want to give a special shout out to April O'Neil. Um, mostly because 95% of cartoons I watched was Ninja Turtles. The reason I didn't pick her is because when I was a kid, I fell in love with the real life April O'Neils. So like Judy Hoeg and um, Paige Turco, those two were the ones I really thought were my April. Um, I also didn't pick April in this sense because, um, since the Ninja Turtles change every generation or TV show, they also change April and she has not been consistent over these years. And, uh, you can't, if you don't have that consistency with your character, then she can't be consistently hot. So I hear ya. How old do you think Kim Possible was supposed to be? (laughs) (laughs) Um. Oh, that's a good question. I never watched Kim Possible, but I think she was probably in her late twenties. You think she was supposed to be? I thought she was in high school. Was she in high school? Well, that's why I'm asking because I, I started thinking about this. Look at this picture. Look at all these girls. Like I don't think any of them are underage. Roxanne is. Oh, you got a good point. They screwed up there. But like everyone else I thought is like 
because I was thinking, like, why, like, you have the villain from Kim Possible, not Kim Possible. Like, I would argue that Kim Possible is harder than the villain. True. But Dude. then I thought maybe it was an age thing. I don't know. Well, how old is the green M&M? Oh, ageless. <laughs> uh, another one on this list is Lena Kane from Archer. Watch Archer. Like that is that show just almost gets away with adult cartoon nudity almost every episode. Well, I mean, it is for adults, though. But it's just funny to watch that where like you'll see a fully drawn out naked Lena Kane. Um, uh, and then the other character, the other girls, too. Even if they are fat or if they're not, you know, like Archer don't care. Oh, speaking of which, Archer's almost done, right? They they announced the final season. Yeah, I think so. But haven't they done that before? I, yeah, and then they go on hiatus, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? We're not done." Yeah. Um, man, I I feel like they list they missed. I don't know how they came up with this list. This is weird. Like. There's a whole bunch of like Marvel characters I think they missed and even Rogue? just like superheroes. Yeah. Like I don't know what's where they came up with this. Who's the author of this? <laughs> we should go in the comments and be like, you missed Thick Rogue, you missed Gadget, you've missed blah blah blah, you've missed just impossible. Impossible. You miss no, no, the Powerpuff Girls. Those girls. You miss the Pink Ranger in the animated series. Um, Dude, Wildcats. Didn't they have a show for a little bit? Wildcats was a good one. Yeah, they had a TV show, right? A cartoon, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh man, they were hot. All right. Well, <clears throat> we like hot animated characters. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we're not running for any politics. Otherwise, we'd be on some sort of list. Oh, yeah. all right. Back to normal. All right. <laughs> What's next, Ryan? Hitting the button. Here are some exciting coming attractions from Movies and Beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of trailers out, even in four weeks. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it gets a little bit quiet for the holidays. Like we had like our, our presents that were given to us, um, you know, before that. And then like, I think once it actually hits, things were dropped around Christmas time, but not, not actual like trailers. So, um, which is fine. I think now it's kind of, it, now that we're in January in the new year, I think we've seen a, a few things, you know, uh, nothing big though. Yeah. I think January is pretty big for trailers because that's when they start setting up the, the summer blockbusters. Correct. Yes. Um, but regardless, we got a couple trailers to talk about. Uh, first, is this out since we've recorded Beverly Hills cop four? No, <laughs> That's like a blockbuster thing for for Netflix. It's out. <laughs> when does it come out? I think like June of this year. Summer of 2024. Um, We knew about this movie, right? Yeah, we talked about it a few times. Yeah. 
What do you think about uh, your reactions from the trailer? Knowing oh, that. I loved it. Good. There you go. We're on the same page. What did yeah. you love about it mostly, Peter? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, it just, it brought me back, dude. Like I, f- I felt like, what was the latest one that they did that was like, like Top Gun Maverick, man. Oh yeah. It was kind of like that. Like they got all the crew back together and and it's the looks exactly the same. But you know what I thought? I was like, oh dude, I think they actually are taking a step up in the action. Yes. Is, so, is are we finally gonna see a I mean Beverly Hills Cop was pretty good with action, but it was kind of like a buddy buddy cop movie. This one seems a little bit more um riveting, no? Yeah, I would I would say more high action, you know, like I there was action in the the originals but like i i felt they weren't like blockbuster action this looks like blockbuster action so that's something that we haven't really seen before but like the tone the style and then also like just seeing all these uh you know old faces and also bringing in new characters with james uh 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 no joseph joseph love it gordon joseph love it gordon Right? Joseph loves Gordon. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Joseph Levitt Gordon. Is it Levitt? Man, it's been too long, man. I for I got we need to do the, the actor game. So we remember names again? Yeah, so, exactly. All right, so let me ask you a question if you know this one. Is this gonna be have a theatrical release? Uh I believe so. It will have like Maybe like a week before it hits uh, Netflix. Okay, fair enough. I would go see that in the theater, um, just because I have an Alamo pass. But uh, I like that they didn't just call it Beverly Hills Cop Four. It is called Beverly Hills Cop Axel F. Yeah, yeah. Which so. and that's the other part too. Like like or uh, uh, Rocky Balboa. You know, like. Like he's an aging guy, you know. He's like, I still got this. Like it's, uh, it's. It, I just think they're just hitting it, and it has Kevin Bacon. I forgot about that. A lot of good actors. I saw a movie. Joseph Gordon Levitts. We had the the Levitts and the Gordon mixed up. Wow, we both messed that up. Yeah, Paul Rise Risers in it. Like, man, I, I'm just. They got a pretty good crew here, and uh, it looks like it's being done right, and I'm very excited for this one. I agree. I would, Like I said, I would totally go see this in the movie theater. But, they, hey, they're only giving me a week. So it's one of those, like, what am I doing this week? Oh, I'm going to go see... Uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. Otherwise, I'm just going to see it at home. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably just see it at home because that's just, you know, how it goes. Um, Yeah, but I can't can't wait. It's the only downside about this trailer is just the fact that, like, it is so early. We got, like, six months to go, so. No yeah. shit. They gave that to us early. But, I mean, we are waiting 40 years. That's true. So what's a little bit longer with the trailer? They did it to us with Top Gun. That was supposed to release in 2020, remember? Oh, yeah. 
That wasn't their fault, though. It was they worth the wait. No, it is totally Tom Cruise's fault because he's like, no, I don't want to have any pandemics while my movies come out. So we had to wait for that shit. Even Mission Impossible was delayed. That's true. But they're like, yeah, whatever. Stupid pandemic. <laughs> Stupid Pandora. Um, next one is If, starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, remind me what this trailer was about. Imaginary Friends. Oh, that's right. That's right. Haven't we talked about this one? I think maybe. I don't, I can't remember that last time. I think we there's another there's a horror one called Imaginary, and that's, that's about right. imaginary okay. friends, but it's evil. This one is like the good version of it. Um, but this is I mean gigantic it was a big purple monster. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, and he yeah. was a, like he was a nice sweet monster. Yeah, and it's by John uh, Kransky. Kran- Kransky. Man, I don't know. I want to try his last I Dude, I can't get his last name even if, even if I tried. Yeah, he, I think he's know. not going to be Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, you know the husband to uh, uh, Emily Blunt? Yeah. That's him. He hey, wrote it, conf- it. Off topic, was that confirmed that they're going with um, Pedro Pascal for uh, Mr. Fantastic? I mean... You confirmed it for me, so I'm going with it. <laughs> Man, if I am wrong, <coughs> I, I get all my news. Dis- yeah, <laughs> I get my news from you, Ryan. So if you're if you made it up, I'm I'm screwed. You are screwed. Let me see. Um, yeah, dude, we don't have them yet. Yeah, they have a well. There's a big shape up in Marvel, and we'll talk about that in a moment. But uh. Before we get into that, uh, Mick, speaking about horror movies, um, Mickey Mouse has a horror movie, not from Disney, but it's Mickey Mouse's Trap. So this is one of those horror movies from a character that became public, so he's public rights, and anybody can make a movie off of him. Is that my understanding? Yeah, the um, <clears throat> Mickey's Willy Boat or whatever that's called. Tugboat. Steamboat Willy, bro. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's it. Steamboat Willie. Um, Willie boat. <laughs> um, yeah, that's like when has it become public domain? Like like seventy years? No. This from time.com says Mickey Mouse is now in public domain after ninety-five years of Disney copyright. Ninety-five years? <laughs> So do they keep on like renewing the the copyright? I don't know how that works. Okay. Disney but, has okay. Here, let me let me pop okay. this up while you you do yeah, this. Yeah, teach so. teach us something else. Something new. Something else new. Um two. But okay. So anyhow, it is in public domain. And so people are already aware of this. And and that's the other part too. Like that's why I don't get like it had to be like a certain time frame where they cannot like renew that copyright, right? Like for Disney, because why go. would they release this? And 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 now people have made a full film with Mickey as a horror character. According so to Time, says Disney has fought to keep its copyright of the famous cartoon character as long as possible, lobbying the U.S. government to extend copyright protection before it was originally set to expire in 1984. 
So they've been trying to do this since before we were born. Well, since you were born. Um, Many lawmakers agreed that in 1976, the law was changed to allow owners to retain copyright protections for the duration of the life of the author plus an additional 50 years. So, okay, we're almost there. In 1998, Disney once again successfully lobbied against with other entertainment companies to extend copyright protection for the life of the author plus seven years for a maximum of um, a maximum of 95 years. So you can have copyright protection for a maximum of 95 years. So that has expired. Wow. In January, 2024 copyright on steamboat Willie has officially expired and Mickey mouse is officially in public domain. This means now that anyone in the U.S. can use the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse character without fear of copyright infringement. Copyright laws vary in country, so in some places Mickey still... So we're not getting Mickey Mouse. We are getting Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse. Um, That's fine, uh, because in the trailer you see that they play off of the, the old cartoon, and it says Mickey's Mousetrap. So... Um. Yeah, but it, it's still it's Mickey Mouse in that cartoon. Yeah. Well, it was Mickey Mouse in Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's why, like, like this movie is called Mickey's Mouse Trap. Like, they are straight up using Mickey Mouse's name. Um. I I don't know. I I don't care. But I can I can see now. Like, I'm I'm looking at this from like the you know, Disney side and also, you know, maybe like as a, uh, on the parent side of things, you know, and like how often do we see where like a, a blockbuster movie comes out and then some other movie comes out like really close to it or, you know, a B movie that gets put into streaming services that looks exactly the same, slightly different title, but people get confused because they think this is the blockbuster movie, Right. Like, yeah, now we have this movie called Mickey Mouse's or Mickey's Mouse Trap, where, you know, people are going to be like, oh, it's Mickey Mouse. This is going to be for fun for my kids. And they're going to put this on and, and get confused. So I, I get why Disney was trying to, like, prevent this from happening, I think, because it could, you know change the view of disney and you know for the kids and everything um and then same thing for the parents like they're just dumb and not vetting stuff and put on mickey's mousetrap but uh, the funny thing peter is like you look at this character and it's it's such a grab at the name mickey mouse because they could have just made this movie and created their own horror mask whatsoever but they designed this just to have the horror icon look like Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's the thing. Like, I, I liked Winnie the Pooh because of the fact that you know, like, how are you gonna do that? These are imaginary, you know, imaginary characters basically, and they're gonna be horror theme. And like, they made them like these weird animal creatures in that movie. Like, this is just some guy wearing a Mickey Mouse mask, like, not even, like, a good one. So, like, it's not – you're right. Like, they could have just done, like, any type of mask in the same premise, and it would have worked out just fine. Like, this is just capitalizing on the name. That is 
strictly what this is for. 100%. So, but I will go see it because it looks pretty damn funny <laughs> and in pretty low budget. Like that lighting in some of those scenes was not very good and the acting was not very good. So, should be a fun ride. It's right up our fucking alley. That's right. <laughs> um, last but not least, uh, I wanted to put this on here because I think Disney and Marvel are starting to do what's best for Disney and Marvel. I really like that they are bringing Echo, bringing it quick. It's going to be five episodes and it's going to be TVMA. Yeah. That's about it for me on that one. Um this kind of leads into news a little bit, but Vincent, De, what, oh my God, here we go with last names. Vincent D'Onofrio, 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 says Echo found the proper tone for Kingpin. I am anxious because they did a really good job in the Hawkeye series with Kingpin. Um, I like that Kingpin's this mid-villain that's in this Marvel universe who is powerful enough, but not like spacey enough where like, he's going to make universe altering movies right now, but you know, down on earth in New York city, he can really fuck shit up. And if Disney does it right, he can make his presence in whatever he wanted to. And and I think he'll do all right at it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love him. I think he's a great Kingpin. <laughs> Uh, the, I don't know, like the whole echo thing. They're just, I feel like they're just capitalizing like, look at us. Like we're being so progressive with having, right. Like she's that a Park episode. Yeah. She, she's what she's death. And she also is like missing a leg. Like, and, and she's a badass. Like, look at us. Like, Okay. Like, you know, you already had her in a, uh, the show and she was a badass. I don't know why she needs her own series, but you know, this, she's, a, she's a shell of a character. It's not about echo. It's about Kingpin and daredevil. And this, this series is going to be a bridge to daredevil. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I mean, I think it's going to have, you know, give her more of a background, which will be nice as well, which if they're doing this, like she's got to pop up more often. Right. So she's probably going to have a part in Daredevil, is my guess. I would say so. Or maybe Punisher. She'd be good in a Punisher uh, series. <clears throat> good point. I mean, she could show up, you know, in so many of these things that they're doing, you know, uh, on the TV. I mean, even with, I don't know. Have we, oh yeah, we have seen that. I was going to say, have we seen the the small screen people go to the big screen? And yeah, we saw that with Miss Marvel, but I don't know. I guess I could see that. I just... Did you ever watch Miss Marvel? Yeah, I've, I watched all that. I mean, I, it, was, it was. Oh no, 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 no! The movie. I'm sorry, not Miss Marvel. I didn't give a shit. Oh, the Marvels. Yeah. No. You are right because everybody from the small <laughs> screen shows up on there. You have um, Kamala Khan. You have um, the Hawkeye Rambo. girl. Yeah. You have Lan- uh, Ram- Monica Rambo. Um. Yeah, everybody from there does kind of show up on those Disney sh- shows. So, <clears throat> yeah, oh, we'll see with Echo. Like, I, I think I love, like you said, like it, it's five episodes long. Like that's like perfect. You know, um, 
you know, there's not much. This is this is like you know doing those like special like 45 minute shows that Marvel has done. Like those have been like just perfect bite sized pieces. You know, like he's like you're in and out, and like you you got a little bit more of understanding. Like like I wouldn't mind just seeing more of those. Like give me an hour long thing. You're you're in and out, and now I get to see more of of Echo. I get to see more of whoever they pick for that time that you know maybe some character just needs a little bit more you know explaining like i like that instead of doing like a whole eight to ten episode arc where even now some of those episodes are like man why are they doing filler with the eight ap- episodes arc you know that's pretty bad it's just if it's five episodes Leave it at five. You don't need to add more. <laughs> that's so. I, I, I always say that's watchable for me, but I think what if did the same thing and I haven't watched any what if either. So I, I've been watching that. I guess I'll talk about that for recommendations. Um, cool. Yeah. But I, I, I like it. And again, that's not too many episodes and I like how they do that. So, all right, well, that's, that's uh uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how. I thought they always got Vincent, you know, the kingpin, right with the proper tone. So it's kind of weird that he's saying that they got just right with Echo because he well, also has it's, more. It's rated M now. Well, but it's always been rated M, like with Daredevil and everything. Like he, oh, yeah. he is. He was in the the Netflix one, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, and so that's why I'm saying the proper tone. Like, I think maybe he's just happy because he's getting more of a, you know, seeing a little bit stuff in the past for him as well and getting more of a backstory on Kingpin. So maybe that's the part he's liking. So I don't, I don't know. That. We'll watch it. <laughs> oh, well, here we go. I think Echo is the first time since the Netflix show when I've actually felt like we brought Fisk into Maya's story. But in a way that Fisk is, I think, best portrayed. So he, he just summed it up right there. He's back to the Netflix Fisk. Oh, okay. Well, good. That's, you know, that's kind of exciting. If they're actually, is this could be their little, like, look at what we did with this mature. Um, and this is what Daredevil is going to be. So a like, preview to Daredevil. Yeah, like if if they mm-hmm. get that tone and they actually be mature and like in in Vincent D'Onofrio was saying that too, like that's kind of exciting because he was kind of like like he was still a badass like in Hawkeye, but he was like a toned down like he was wearing like a fucking Hawaiian shirt, you know? True, true. Like so he was kind of like a toned down kingpin in, in Hawkeye, but he was so cool. Hey, every crime crime boss goes through their phases, and he went through his uh, vacation phase. Yep. Yeah. Well, speaking of vacation phase, we're out of it. Let's get some news. (laughs) Going a little out of order since we talked about Vince's kingpin. Um, (laughs) Do we talk about Jonathan Majors, or was that all during the break? Yeah, I think that was during the break because that was the thing that I wanted to talk about was that, yeah, he was found guilty of assault and now he's looking at some jail time, right? Allegedly. But yeah, he was found guilty. They're going to have a trial and they're going to figure out what his jail time might be. 
Um, I thought uh, I thought they already had the trial, and now they just need to do like the sentencing part. They got to do the sentencing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, for the context of the podcast and what we talk about, <clears throat> immediately when he was found guilty, Marvel Studios and Disney let him go. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean the guy's guilty. <laughs> how is let me ask you how is this different than Ezra Miller? Cuz DC didn't back up Ezra Miller but they didn't they didn't do anything about it. Uh I don't <sighs> He was found guilty but he also had like mental issues and then he like, like he he's doing everything. Like his, his sentencing, right, wasn't really jail time. It was like community service stuff. Sure. So, you know, like I, I guess that could happen with Jonathan Majors. But here's the thing: is that DC's not Marvel, and and also, I don't think Marvel didn't have almost a finished product that they wanted to capitalize on. Cause I mean, they kind of already did the same thing, right? Jonathan majors was in all his, in his trouble. Right. And they still released him in the, in the second season of Loki. Right. He was still okay. continuing on being King. So like, they're like, well, we have this, let's continue on. And then once, you know, the courts decide his, his fate, we'll make our decision, which like, I, I like that. I think, you know, you got to let these things play out first, right? Before you just mm-hmm. jump to conclusions. And I, I think Disney's kind of, they've done that in the past, right? They did that with James Gunn where they had some, uh, you know, some old tweet and they didn't like it. And so they cut ties with them so quickly. And then like, Oh, that wasn't that bad. You're hired back, you know? And then they did that with uh, uh, the chick from Mandalorian, right? Like she said something and, and I feel like they probably maybe overreacted right then and, and probably could have just waited and it would have, you know, been fine and they could have had her still, you know. Oh, Gina Carano? Yeah. The di- uh, Let me say the thing about Gina Carano. She doubled down on it. She didn't, like, just get fired. She, like, went full, full, oh, it was about republicans or something but she doubled down on what they fired her for and she tried to go off and make her own career about it and like start making all these right-wing movies and stuff and um if she didn't double down i I think disney would have brought her back i think they would have i mean maybe but the fact that they just fired her like i think that's my point is that she went and did all that because she was pissed right Right, like James Gunn, like you know, he 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 said, "Hey, that was a different time in my life, and and I thought something that was I put out there that was funny to me then is not longer funny." Like, like he explained it, like, like I think even if she just didn't say, "Hey, I'm just using my my freedom of speech," you know, maybe like that again, it probably could have blown over for her. She was pissed off, and so that made things worse uh i think james gunn still you know i guess yes you're right james gunn could have went down that road too but i honestly feel like he's a different person than he was at that point when he wrote that thing 
not only did he take the higher road, but he found the most, he took the road that was going to propel him into the next like stratosphere. Oh yeah. yeah. I'll come <clears throat> back and do another guardians movie. I don't know if I'm going to commit to any more. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just taking over DC and I'm done with guardians of the galaxy. You guys figured it out. Goodbye. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to create my own universe. Okay, bye. Yeah. And I don't, you know, cutting ties with them. I don't think it's going to affect much. You know, they can easily recast them. Marvel's already done that a handful of times. Like, yeah, didn't they kind of write off King at the end of Loki, too, anyway? I don't know. I haven't watched it. I I haven't watched it either. But um, I, one thing I heard is like, they set up a scenario where King doesn't really matter in the that's he wasn't that big i mean i guess in ant-man he was starting to get big but they can recon him anyway and you know i, well, I like you the- just you replace him man like just like with yeah. terrence howard like it's like you just switch him and be like hey this is the new king and i i i saw something that they already had like an idea like someone from uh the walking dead apparently but i didn't click on it but the like yeah, some guy from The Walking Dead, and I, I you know, it, it's it's easy to do. You start doing that, everyone will just like okay, like it, it's just you know, I think people are very accepting and precious. <laughs> that's really a weird comment, but I feel like they're gonna be okay with this one, right? Like I just think it's gonna be okay if they switch and like get some other actor. They don't have to totally like get rid of Kang. In the MCU, it's just like, oh, well, we had a switch, you know, like we had changed gears. And, uh, you know, this is different than, you know, someone dying and, you know, like, hey, let's not recast them, you know, like, let's let's pay some uh, uh, homage to them. Like, this is this is different. You just need to we're done with that guy. Let's move on. We'll get someone that's similar and and we'll be fine. Like, dude, if they went and got the guy that played the the villain in uh, Guardians Three, uh, like, oh gosh, yeah, he'd be great. I don't think I even notice. <laughs> I I do. They could totally write that into the story too, because they wrote it in the Guardians with his face being all jacked up. I don't remember this guy in Walking Dead. His name is Coleman Domingo. What a badass name! Um, who I was thinking playing? about from The Walking Dead would be um. King Ezekiel, dude. Oh, Who, yeah. Whoever yeah, whoever played Ezekiel would have been awesome. My favorite was a uh, fan cast for this was um, dude. You know how you get everybody to forget about it? Oh. Denzel Washington. Nobody's gonna care. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's no, true. they're gonna be like King is Denzel Washington. They'd be like, "Who? Jonathan Majors? Who? Okay, moving yeah. on." You know? Yeah. I, also, I think there's a few people that they could probably put in there and, and no one's going to be like, what? And they don't have to look the same. You're right. Brody was, uh, he was um, Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle looks nothing like him. Yeah, not really. Besides being so, black. Besides him. So, and Kang doesn't even need to be black. They can recast him as a a, a white dude. Yeah. I mean, and Kang, that's the other thing. Like These are variants, you know, like. Loki has already shown that, like, hey, not all the variants have to look the same. So, like, they could right. easily be like, well, here's the new variants. And, you know, I just, 
no one's going to care because so far everything that King's done hasn't really been that exciting. Like he gets beaten at man, the was Quantumania, you know, like, which is also a really weird, like setup. Like you have one of the bad guys that you're going to bring back and he gets beat instantly. That's kind of a weird setup for a bad guy. I don't know. I agree. hundred percent. Um, Hey Peter, this this piece of news left me very excited about the future of one of my favorite giant lizards, which I have on in the background, Monarch. Um, but Godzilla minus one is the highest grossing Japanese Godzilla movie ever. Ever? Oh, okay. Japanese. Okay. Japanese, because the legendary Godzilla made like three hundred forty-six million dollars, um, but the Japanese one. Worldwide has done 81.6 million worldwide, which beat the last Godzilla, which was Shin Godzilla, which was an okay Godzilla. It was too political in my mind, but this last Godzilla, um, I've seen it twice. This yeah. movie's fantastic, dude. I cannot wait for you to lay your eyes on this Godzilla movie. Well, read that's the, what I... the, yeah, read the subtitles <clears throat> and watch the story and see Godzilla be Godzilla because it's. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. I mean, that, that's. I'm glad to hear that. I've I've heard so many good things about it, and like how people are just so excited. Like this is something like it's really great, and also they didn't do like the blockbuster movie budget, and yet they had like great everything. Is is my understanding. Uh, you know, and seeing 81 million, I mean, worldwide, I mean, like that's actually, I mean, I feel like that's kind of low, but the fact that they got, it was 46 for the U S for domestic. Yeah. Like that's, you know, almost, uh, you know, it's more than a half of what it's made and that's just over here. And, and that's a foreign movie that people had to read subtitles for. Like, that's pretty impressive. Not bad for a movie with a fifteen million dollar budget. Um, fifteen million, <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, they must. Have, they've got some fucking sweatshop CGI artists working for them. Because holy shit, that's impressive. If they have some sweatshop CGI artists, they need to um, send in their their resumes to Disney because they did a good job with Godzilla. They, they did and, a really good job with the CGI, the the city yeah. destruction, um, and it, this movie didn't need a lot of heavy CGI, which was perfect for portraying Godzilla, dude. Like, I know Legendary Godzilla. They, I mean, it's a CGI fuckfest. And okay, oh, dude, that reminds me. I was trying to think of a movie to review, and I totally watched ninety eight Godzilla. We gotta talk, about <laughs> <Nice>. but. <laughs> But um, I'm happy for it because uh, this just means that uh, we get to see more. And we're, I mean, Monarch is a good series. I don't know if you're caught up on that one, but that is an awesome series. And we're getting different sides of Godzilla now. And I like how Godzilla is just not one Godzilla. There's different types of Godzillas out there in different universes. And this, this, it's like canon, you know, canon, non-canon, or like a multiverse kind of thing with Godzilla. So, yeah, uh, good to see the Japanese are reeling in on the product that they designed back seventy years ago, dude. Godzilla's been around since the nineteen fifties. Nice. 
But good for them. You know who I want to be around past 70 and 80 and 90? Yeah. A young man named Nicolas Cage. Oh, yeah. D, you know how old he is? It's not it's so right. He's 59. He's 59? He's about 60? Okay. That makes sense. I think he'll, he'll be 60 January 7th. Oh, dude. January 7th is like the birthday of all birthdays. I'm the precursor to it because January 6th is the buildup, but January 7th is what Elvis, like Lewis Hamilton, Nicolas Cage. Like I get historical figures like Joan of Arc, uh, Daryl Dixon and um, Mike Jones. But um, Nick, Nick Cage, uh, have you seen this little people are starting to interview him because dude, he just pumped out like three movies at the end of the year. Um, yeah. And, and they're awesome. Uh, did you have a chance to watch the dream scenario? No, but again, I've heard good things about that. We have what dream scenario we have, uh, the devil sympathy for the devil. We have butchers crossing. Um, we have the vacation one. So dude, that's like four movies. Oh yeah. Like, I forgot about four vacation. Movies. <laughs> uh, but he, he said something to well, was from NPR Oh geez, old guard. Um, he likes working with young directors, which I really like that about Nick Cage. Is he's not he's not like Leo DiCaprio who only works with Martin Scorsese at this point in his career. Like he finds yeah. young directors and um, goes with it and and brings his talent to their craft and um, just makes them a good story. Following that, I was just googling Nick Cage news, and it says. Nick Cage is almost done making films, Peter. What do we do? Are we done with the podcast when he does? Uh, who? Where does it say that? Uh, your your hesitation tells me <clears throat> no. So thank you. Um, Vanity Fair, Nicolas Cage is almost done making films. I may have three or four movies left in me. However, he didn't say three or four movies per year. Or per four months, <laughs> or per five years. So you might be like, well, I could do four months next quarter. What? You know? Um, also, in this article, he mentioned something that he hasn't done before. He might go to TV. Yeah, I, I'm reading that right now. I, I like that. Dude, can you imagine seeing Nicolas Cage on your TV every single week? <laughs> Or a streaming service, and you just get like ten hours of them. At once. Listen, if I was, if I was any of the, if I was Warner Brothers, if I was Apple, if I was Prime, if I was anybody, Prime would probably be the best for Nick Cage because they can throw him in all the animated stuff. But um, I would be lining, I would be like calling Nick Cage right now, like, let's make some TV series, let's do some. I think Apple would be the best bet because their production's awesome, and they're kind of teamed up with Sony anyway. But um, oh yeah, I I, I I would go to the highest bidder, Nick Cage. Your talents are generational. Yeah, I I read this and I I, I see, you know, uh, he loves to act. You know, I I just think he loves to do that. You know, creating that character and everything. So it's kind of weird that he says like he's, you know, taking you know, film cinema as far as he can, but I, I don't think that I, to me, I read this as, Hey, if there is a, uh, 
something out there that's interesting to him, he's going to do it. So maybe he's going to be a little bit more selective than he once was because there was a, well, I guess still kind of like, there's this a ton of stuff, right? It just seemed like he wasn't saying no to anything, but from that, we've gotten some amazing things, but you know, maybe we won't see a jujitsu too, you know, (laughs) (laughs) be a little bit more selective. Yeah. I want a jujitsu too. That's what I want. I don't know, but like, and maybe, maybe not a between worlds, you know, like, I think some of these ones, he probably looks back like, eh, we shouldn't do that. But, you know, I still haven't seen him in space. So Star Wars, here we come. Yep. I don't know. So I, yeah, I mean, we haven't seen the cage in space. He needs to go to space. Yeah, and he already has like four more things like already either done or or in pre-production. So the guy, he says he's going to do four or five more. Like, like that's already on top of four that he already has done. Dude, twenty twenty three was his craziest year because I'm I'm going through the list that we have of movies of him and nineteen one two three. He's done four movies in 2019, seems like his most, but 2023, Albert Brooks, Depending on My Life, Dream Scenario, Butcher's Crossing, Retirement Plan, Sympathy for the Devil, Flash, Renfield, uh, The Old Way. Dude, he knocked out fucking eight movies in 2023. That's impressive. Yes. And apparently in 2022, he was just the unbearable weight of massive talent, so he didn't really do anything in 22. That's hmm. right. But it is Nick Cage month. He's uh he's the cage to our animal. That's right. I you know I got <laughs> I got no some sense, <laughs> I, but I'm in. I'm in. Uh I I got some movies I need to see of his, so Yeah, we gotta do a couple of this. Um and that's gonna be my recommendation is the Nick Cage movies I'm gonna watch this month. So stay tuned for another 30 minutes of this podcast. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Don't leave us, Nicholas Cage. Never, never. If he died soon, would you? Or not soon. If he died in a reasonable, uh, in reasonable, how do I work? Like, would you go to his funeral? Would you go to his his gravesite? If I could? on, On the... Yeah. Oh, would I go visit his gravesite? Uh, no, yeah. like his funeral. If I was allowed to go to his funeral, uh, you're, you're talking about like I got to travel somewhere? Mm, probably not. You got you got to <laughs> go to Louisiana and go check out his gravestone where he's buried. I mean, I have been there and I, I think I've been in his cemetery. I just did not see his actual plot. Oh, see? Yeah, I was very close and I felt very connected to him at that point. Um. Well, is that the same case? If, if I, I was ever visiting in New Orleans, dude, I'd 100% go find it. I'd go see his gravestone. Yeah. So you'd pull a B movie special where, like, if there's a statue of Jean Claude Van Damme in the middle of a shopping mall in uh, uh, Brussels, you'd go? You'd go see it? Yeah. Yeah. I would okay. make it part of the vacation. <laughs> make it part of the vacation, almost get um, human trafficked by an Uber driver. Sure. I'm not kidding. I looked over at Nikki and I was like, hey, if this is the last time I see you, it was worth it. 
<laughs> that statue was amazing. That was worth it. Um, are you cold? Yeah, or are you just basement, showing off man. because you're the fucking fantasy football champion. Well, that too. Let's go. But yeah, I'm a little <laughs> chilly. My nose is running, and uh, yeah. So I'm ready to get to the next segment. <laughs> I like my boogers on my mic. Gross. Yeah, see? You want to see? See? <laughs> Just joking. That's clean as a whistle. <laughs> Reviews! <laughs> Reviews! It's about that time. It's three weeks in the making. It is. What'd you watch? Oh, man. So many things, Ryan. So many things. Me um. Too. But the one that I had uh, um, pulled up already that I was, man, dude, I was so stoked to talk about this movie. And I guess I still am. Uh, but I, it's, it's been a few weeks now. So my, my memory is a little bit uh, um, foggy on this. So I am pulling up the information and it is called arena from 1989. Okay. And it's, uh, it's, it's, how do I describe this? It's, it's like, it's a fighting space movie. (laughs) It's like Mortal Kombat in space. It's, uh, uh, Oh man, what's a good game? It looks like, fucking awesome, dude. I-, I loved it. I really did enjoy this. It, it man is- versus monster. <laughs> yeah, and so like, dude, tons of makeup, all this practical makeup that they put on all these people. You know, it's it's set in the the future, and the whole thing is basically it's it's just all these alien races fighting each other. Right. And like their arena, like it has like the capabilities, like, you know, like they, they show like, Hey, obviously some aliens are just, they're just, de- they're made differently. And so they, uh, they have this like thing that would makes everyone evenly matched. So there's, so you're getting equal competition here, right? It's really, so just it is mortal fighter wins. Yeah, did they kind of do that in Mortal Kombat too? Uh, yeah, kind of. Like, remember they had the Kana that like gave them power so they can fight the. Oh uh, yeah, in the in the movie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they had to like make it equal, but like in the video game though, that's not a thing, right? They're just kind of like all are just really good fighters. Well, Nicolas Cage could randomly shoot fireballs. Nicolas Cage, Johnny Cage can <laughs> shoot fireballs from his knees. So, yeah, that's true. That was. <laughs> Fancy. Um, Sony, Sony Blade can kiss people and make them implode. Yeah. But, man, I, I like it. was so cool. This is, there is some like kind of like slow moments, right? It takes a little bit like, oh, what am I doing watching these people just go down and down into the depths of the spaceship uh, to you know, find where this person lives. Like it was like just kind of pointless, but at the same time, like you 
get to see, uh, it, you know, the, the society, like, right. Like how this, this futuristic uh, space society works, which was actually kind of cool as well. Um, and, and they did a really good job. Uh, you know, like obviously not the best acting, not the best fighting, uh, maybe not the best makeup and special effects, but they did a decent job for what they have and, and what this, you know, what this movie is. Um, I got into it. We're like at the end, man, I'm like on my feet, like, Oh shit, come on, take them down. You know? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, it's, it's basically the underdog story, right? It's, it's a human who, who is going to get put into the arena. Like they, he gets, um, you know, it's kind of like the Rocky story where someone, uh, you know, like, Oh man, you, you got some fighting chops. And so he gets a trainer and, and he starts going up and he just starts, uh, beating one alien after another and kind of becomes into like the, the public eye and everyone loves them cause he's the underdog and they've never, they have not seen a human fighter because we're just too weak. And, and so he, it's following him and what's his name his name is something dumb it's like steve steve armstrong <laughs> is it really yeah that's his character which is great. his actor name is better than his his freaking character name satterfield <laughs> paul satterfield plays steve armstrong yeah just the armstrong <laughs> part of it but oh man it, it was pretty pretty funny uh Again, I I thought all the makeup, like they did it, like, dude, this is, you know how like every, like, okay, so I also watched Rubble Moon, and what I want to bring up, why I'm bringing up Rubble Moon is because of the fact that like, this is like a futuristic like space movie, right? Rebel Moon. They're trying to be like Star Wars, but the thing that I thought was kind of lacking is like, there's it's just mostly just people, right? There wasn't a lot of like changes in practical effects on on or makeup on people making them like aliens. Yes, they have aliens in it, but dude, this movie arena is like every other person is an alien with some special trait. Like they put okay. a ton of work into this part where you got rebel moon which probably got million you know hundreds of millions of dollars to do and they decide like yeah you know we'll just do a few cgi aliens here and there you know this they put in the time and effort and they are aliens all over the place like like they do these crowds of people and all of them are uh you know have special makeup on like it was pretty impressive uh, and so that was the one thing that really stood out to me was just that aspect of it. Um, but <clears throat> arena it's on Amazon prime right now. Uh, totally worth the watch Hour 55 minutes. Uh, it, it's a good time. So I love that you find little gems like that, Peter. Yeah, dude, I was just, uh, 
Amazon has been really good. And I was just kind of scrolling through and that one popped up and, and, you know, like it looks like it's the poster looks like a, uh, you know, like a, a, a fighting one, right? Two faces are going after, but it's like a human face. And then also like this weird, crazy monster thing. And, you know, I love monsters and, and, it didn't disappoint <laughs> and it was, the costumes are pretty funny as well. And uh, yeah, again, thoroughly enjoyed it. Highly recommend on, on Amazon prime. So I love that. Um, <clears throat> you know, you, you talked about movies that put time into their characters and I watched guardians three over the break. And I was, I was just looking at this universe that James Gunn put together and I'm like, he did such a good job creating these animal-like humans and these space creatures and these weird suits and this life-breathing planet. Like, so those are my favorite sci-fi movies. Um, I agree with you about Rebel Moon. I started watching that. I was maybe about 20 minutes in, and I was just not captivated by what was going on. Then my dad decided to... Uh, uh, try and fire up his like three year old fire stick, and I had to re upload everything. Then he watched <laughs> it. He's like, Hey, did you watch the movie? And I was like, um, No, I was helping you figure out your fire stick. He goes, well, I wasn't that good anyway. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> well, thanks. I, you know, since I brought it up, like, I didn't think it was bad. It, it did his that first part, you know, where you're watching, and like that, that was kind of slow and tedious i think after you got past that kind of 20 minutes it, it got a little bit faster and and more enjoyable but i mean you know it's it's sex snyder you know what you're getting with the uh with the action the slow motion and everything so um you know i'll watch the next one but like i i do think if i went and saw that in a movie theater i'd probably be disappointed so I'm glad I'm glad his movies are not making it to theaters. You know, the streaming services are are really weeding out the men from the boys. Yeah, and well, but like, dude, if I saw Army of the Dead in movie theaters, I probably would have had a good time. Okay, okay, fair enough. So, um, so as I mentioned, I watch a lot of movies myself, and I wanted to squeak this one out a little bit. Um, I watched the Meg one and two. And I never realized what the Meg was. I have always listened to your reviews. And I'm like, oh, a big shark movie. I didn't realize it was like a Chinese movie company that just paid Jason Statham to be the American guy in there <laughs> so they can like have their shark movie. Yeah. <laughs> and like nine times out of ten, nothing makes sense in there. I'm like, wait a minute. There, what about water pressure? Wait a minute. He's like breathing underwater without his apparatus. And he's like trying to open up this pressurized door. And he just like casually goes like that movie didn't make sense. And um, I was watching I it with Brittany. Time, but I think it made perfect sense. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was watching it with Brittany and she uh, not to put her out on the spot. But oh, are you uh, talking about the second one or the first I talking, one? I watched both of them. And she goes, is it just me or do it's man she's gonna hate me when she listens to this but do asian people not know how to act and i was like i think you're right i think you're right like a lot of the the asian actors in there are so bad at showing their emotions and i mean the, but the isn't only... that the asian thing though yeah that's what i'm saying it's like an asian 
actor yeah, thing. That's like, a culture thing. Like, I don't think. Yeah, I think that's normal. Okay. I, I mean, I'm watching Monarch right now, and they're they're pretty good, showing some emotion. Yeah, but they're but, that's Americanized, you know. Like, I I ooh, think that's true. Good call. Yeah, like I think like straight up, like I, I'm trying to think some of their movies. I mean, ah, I shouldn't take, I shouldn't say that. I mean, but I do think it's it's different. Yeah, uh, and I think it is changing though. I think it's changing because I mean, you see that these these squid games and everything but like i mean think about like their culture they're very um what's the right yeah that's exactly what i was thinking stoic right like they don't really let emotion out not to say they don't have emotion there's they they don't let it out really dude and that's a really good point if you watch the new godzilla movie like i felt a lot of emotion from the actors and maybe that was like the difference between it because you watch shin godzilla and oh my god, you have to chew through like ninety five percent of the movie being political and like them going back and forth, while Godzilla minus one was like, no shit, this is actually affecting the lives of Japanese people. Like, um, but that's not my review. My okay. review <laughs> was the Iron Claw. Remember this? I do remember this, and I really want to go see it. Zach Efron um, plays Kevin Von. Oh my gosh. I know. I just went down this rabbit hole. What's your last name? Van Reich? I think Van so. I- um, Something like that. Um, I feel really bad as, as someone who's excited to talk about this movie. Von uh, Erk? Erik? Von Erik? Von. Von. It's <laughs> E R I C H. I don't know how to. Von Erik. Von Erik. Erik. Okay. Yeah. Eric. Von Erik. Von Erik. Von Erik. <laughs> Um, Von, so Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, and <coughs> Lily James. Lily James was a fo- she's such a fox. Um, so this is about the fam, the story about the Von Eric family. Um, mostly told through Kevin Von Eric, um, because he's the only brother that is still alive. Uh, this was like wrestling's first family back in the seventies and eighties, and um. It's based on a true story, and Jeremy reminded me of that multiple times when we watch this, because I was like, "That's not that's not how that happened. That's not true." Like, um, a really good movie. Let's talk about emotion on here. I didn't feel it, um, and I, and I think it was just maybe it was one of those things where like Kevin Von Eric was saying that his his dad didn't really show allow them to show any emotion when things happen like dude their brothers would be committing suicide and and dying and or being injured or disabled in certain ways where <clears throat> you just watch this like scene with Zach Efron where he just kind of like eats it you know and he internalizes that and I'm like wow was he really like that did he have to go through that growing up like understanding that there's death in this family uh, for people that don't know the Von Eriks were a, a cursed, cursed family where um, highly talented athletic brothers and the dad basically groomed them to be these mega athletes, but he was a big wrestling fan. Uh, he was a wrestler himself. I want to say his name was Fitz Von Erich, um, Fritz Von Erich. And um, his entire goal was to get the world championship belt from um, NWA wrestling before all the, 
WWFs, WCWs came along. There was uh, NWA, WWWF, and WCCW, and they were in territories. His territory was the WCCW territory. Um, and what 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 did what does every federation want? They want TV rights, right? Yeah. So his dad was trying to get the TV rights from ESPN and get the world championship under his belt. Um, and first it was Kevin Bonnerick, which was Zach Efron's character. But um, there are certain things that as a wrestler, he didn't have, he didn't have the mic skills. He didn't have the, the moxie stuff like that. So his brother Lance um, went for the world title. Um, and as, as history kind of went, I could tell you the history. Do you want me to tell you the history? I mean, you could look it up on, Wikipedia. So uh, our friend Colby, he's big into wrestling as well. Him and and I should co-review this movie. Yeah. And he has not seen it yet either. And that's what we're trying to, we've been trying to figure out a date to go see this, but he's been telling me all about the history. And, and that's what you were saying. Like, that's not like, like, True, and you said Jeremy was reminding you it is based on a true story, but like from what Colby told me is that there was actually like like there's like five brothers and they actually combine like three of them into one character in this movie. Yeah, what happens to one of the brothers um in the movie happens to like two other brothers, dude. Yeah. So so in real life, what truly happened to them was worse than what they portrayed in the movie. Exactly, but I think you know for the flow of it, like it'd be so hard to follow like four brothers. I guess, and that's that's what brothers. they said when they were um, making this movie. The director and the producers were like, "You really needed to follow the brothers that were in wrestling." Yeah, and that and that was the point of it because you would have got lost by this other brother who wasn't really in wrestling or didn't really get this kind of push that his dad was trying to make all the other brothers. So, in that sense, like. Go to this movie, trying to understand the history of the family and the hardships that like a, a family in the seventies was grown, like living on the farm in Texas and dad's a hard ass on them. Like you're not supposed to show any emotions. If you're a wrestling fan, dude, I wouldn't recommend this for someone who's hardcore into wrestling because um, I didn't think the wrestling scenes or the, like the portrayal of them in the matches did justice to the, the stratosphere of what these matches were like they were showing them in these arenas, but they were small arenas. If you go back and look at the footage, there are mega arenas. If they were able to portray that in this movie, you would have seen the, 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 how big it was for the Von Eriks and how big it was for them to, um, get the world championship belt. But in the movie, they just kind of, uh, made it like, it seemed like a small time kind of operation. Um, I'll tell you this, dude. Zach Efron, um, he's he's a good actor, dude. Uh, and and I like that he's willing to take on these roles where he's a different person in every movie. He's not typecast anymore as Zach Efron, like this this face. Like, dude, he plays a guy who's just in a way he's kind of dumb, dude. And yeah. Zach Efron does a really good job of that. He and where he has to eat a lot of emotions and like, you could tell that his life is his family and his brothers. And when that's taken away from him, how he absorbs that. And, um, overall, uh, it's just, it's, it's good storytelling and it's good to, it leaves you just wondering like, wow, how messed up is that? Is 
professional wrestling. And that's why I watch it because at the end of the day, dude, these are people who are doing obscure things to be number one in the spotlight. And they have a huge mountain to climb. And this movie really shows this mountain to climb to get to the top and the things that you have to go through behind the scenes to get there. Um, yeah. A fantastic movie. I mean, dude, like I said, Zach Efron and uh, Jeremy Allen White from uh, The Bear from um, uh, Shameless. Shameless. Yeah. Um, dude, Carrie Von Eric, he was good in there. Um, solid movie. I yeah. solid solid movie. So I'd highly recommend it. Uh, I know Colby's a big wrestling fan. He needs to go see that. Um, if he needs a friend to go see it with, I will go with him. Um, and maybe me and him can go and bring the boys. They would love it too. Yeah. We we're talking about that with Carter. Um, yeah. My, my plan is, I don't know because there's a documentary on the, on them as well. And I was going uh, dark side to, of the ring. Is there a dark side? Yeah. yeah. So I was going to like, either watch that first and then see the movie or see the movie and then watch it and try to weed through like, okay, this, Oh, this is what that is. I don't know. Do what the other, would be better. Do it. Do it the other way around. I'd watch the movie first and then I'd watch the dark, dark side of the ring because okay. I feel if you watch the dark side and you watch the movie, you'll in the movie, in the moment where you're supposed to be, you're going to be like, wait, hold on. That right. didn't happen to that person. So it doesn't have as much. Feeling. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah. Afterwards. They, Cause like, you know, they're putting the movie spin on it and everything. It's gotta be very captivating and everything. So like, I, I get it. And, and I think you're right. Like I, I know it's some of it's, you know, maybe blown out of proportion or maybe that didn't happen exactly like that, but it's dramatized to make it entertaining. And sure. so, yeah, I, I think I like your idea. I'll watch the documentary afterwards so that then I can like get all the pieces straight, but have the emotion during the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so if you guys want to do an Alamo Draft House day, just kind of let me know. All right, we will. <laughs> uh, oh, it's my favorite let's part. To, let's do it. Yes, yes. Oh, 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 God. Oh. I'll have what she's having. Yeah. What do you recommend, Ryan? Yeah. Oh, the Meg one and two. <laughs> they I are, watch a lot of stuff. I, the first Meg, I really enjoyed. The second Meg, that's the one where I was like, oh, man, like they got really dumb with this. So um, I get that one. No, you know what I actually recommend? And this should be a, a family tradition. Um, watch Nicolas Cage movies every week in January. And for my Nick Cage movie, my recommendation, I think I'm going to pick, uh, I think I'm finally going to go with Sympathy of the Devil. I know you reco- uh, you've already reviewed it. I want to get my take on it. Um, and then move on to dream scenario. Cause I heard dream scenario was fan fucking tastic. Yeah. Well, so that's what I was planning on watching. And I was going to say like, we should watch it, you know, so we can talk about it together. Okay. So, uh, Next let's week, do that dream scenario. Let's, yeah. Yeah. And you can do something for the devil. Maybe I'll find another, 
Nicolas Cage movie. Actually, I do have another one that I did watch not too long ago, so I can talk about that. Um, um, the other, the other one I want to throw in there is: Did you watch Merry Little Batman? So I, I put it on, and uh, I didn't get very far. Like, here's the thing: I'm a dad. <laughs> I. <laughs> I'm a husband. I there's a lot of things like I start things and it's so often like shit. I gotta go do this thing or I gotta go take care of my kid. So I leave throughout shows and movies all the time, and I did not get very far in very little Batman or Merry Little Batman. But from what I did see was the very beginning. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. It's uh, it's very. I'm trying to how do I describe it? like you know, silly comedy, right? And like in the it's there with the the animation style and just how everything like the the things that people say and all that. And so I was like, oh yeah, I think I think I enjoyed this, but uh, yeah, I I got maybe like 15 minutes into it and then I had to go do other things. So. I liked it, dude. I I actually enjoyed it. I thought the animation style was very unique. Um, story was pretty fun. Um, my favorite was the voice cast, dude. Like you had Luke Wilson as Batman. Uh huh. You uh-huh. know, you had James Cromwell, uh, Com- Cromwell, as uh, Alfred. But my favorite was you. You watch Always Sunny, right? Yeah. Cricket was the joker oh yeah that's great and he was an awesome joker dude yeah i like, didn't heard a little cricket here and there yeah yeah i didn't see anything with the with uh, the joker joker like the part that i that stood out to me was when uh damien gets his own little bat suit but it has like the bat ai on board <laughs> yep and that was like booting up and it's just it's Luke Wilson saying all this weird shit. Yeah, uh, an AI Luke Wilson in a suit. Yeah, that was pretty okay. funny. So uh, they're a little homage to you know bat suits and the Batmobiles and like the the Wayne's Manor. Like it was it was pretty cool. I think that should be a little Christmas tradition. And I'm glad it, um, Amazon. Yeah, Prime had that, which yeah. is strange. Prime. Oh, because Prime and Warner Brothers are starting to strike some sort of deal, aren't they? Dude, it's everything. I think there's all the DC films are on and prime. They're on Netflix now. Like dude, like Warner brothers just struck deals with everyone because they're trying to get their money. It's kind of funny. Warner brothers is literally like the slut of, uh, of streaming. They're like, Hey, we'll take your, your stuff. We'll put it over here. Hey, we'll put it on. Now they are at first. Man, it was like, Oh, we're just with HBO. And like, it seems like as soon as they went to max, they're like, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Everyone gets our shit. <laughs> so, uh, it's so weird, but, uh, I think that, that very little, merry little Batman is exclusive to prime. So I'll, I'll have to try to watch it again. I, it did seem really entertaining. Um, my thing is I, I've been watching what if season two. I, I mentioned that before. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. And uh dude, I love this these series, man. Like it it is you know, like each episode's uh you know, a different arc. It's only like a half an hour long and like you get the whole story. Like 
I just saw one where like they 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 went back to like Peggy Carter gets like the super serum. Um, and so she's like the Captain America person, but she's like the UK version of it. Um, but they kind of did, they did Captain America Winter Soldier. They, but they did their version. And so it was like Peggy Carter teaming up with Black Widow and they combined that with the Black Widow movie. And quite possibly they made a better film. <laughs> potentially of all this and they did it in a half an hour like it's pretty impressive huh okay so that's like just one of the episodes and they got all kinds of different ones and you know some are better than others obviously and then it starts to as it goes along it starts to kind of like start tying in where things are happening that are going to start connecting these stories like just like what they did the first season which is is pretty fun too with the whole multiverse and everything and i that's about where i just got where they're starting to connect that and again kids didn't have time i could not sit down and actually watch the rest of it because and that was the other thing i really liked that that they that disney did was that they released it an episode a day starting on the 22nd so like see that's nice yeah, like it was like perfect, man. Like if if I was on board, I could have watched an episode a day uh, when I was off. But you know, in kids, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like it. I I love just being able to do see all these different arcs and versions of these characters and new characters, and and they do it so well, like. I hope they're learning that they can really get a lot done in just a half an hour. Preach, bro. Preach. You oh. can you can do really good storytelling in half an hour to 45 minutes, dude. Exactly. So that's mine. But uh, you don't need a, a shitty movie like the Marvels for that long. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. I hope. Disney and well, Marvel needs to get their shit together. So they will. They got a full year to do it. Yep. And Deadpool 3 looks amazing. So uh Ryan, it's been great yeah. getting back together. Um, I'm sure I'll see you on your birthday. Mm-hmm. And then uh until then, you know, play some Spider-Man and, and rest up. I like how I threw you off. I don't know what I was doing with my thumb. You're like, okay. I did well, there's been a lot where I just kind of like I've been staring around in my basement and everything, and then I randomly come back, and that's when you're like doing this thing with your thumb. I'm like, I don't know what you're doing, but I think that's that's the sign of like we gotta wrap this up. We're done. This is the wrap it up thumb. Um, yeah, I will Bye, see Ryan. you this weekend. I'm glad our listeners are going to celebrate on this Saturday for my birthday, and then Sunday Nick Cage's birthday, but mostly that's mine. Right. So. Yeah, mostly yours. So yeah. Adios. Oh, is that the new one? <laughs> I like it. What was it before? I like this thing. You have to do this. Now we're going to do a hanging loop. I forgot. It was this one.